the Making Sense of Life podcast, episode two. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton and Dr. Sunil Raheja. Sunil, we're looking today at the topic of success. Now, what do you mean and how do you define the word success? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, it's great to talk with you today about this whole fascinating area of success. Everyone's interested in success. You want to be successful in your career. You want to be successful at work, you want to be successful in the family, you want to be successful, you want your football team to be successful, you want your sports team to be successful, you want your country to be successful. Everyone's talking about it. And as I think about the subject, I, it's interesting how my thinking around success has evolved and changed over the years. Coming from a South Asian family, uh, I think one of the biggest things in terms of success was measuring oneself in terms of qualifications, passing exams. Uh, you know, the better the exam results meant that you were more successful. And, you know, I went to a highly competitive boys' school where we all loved to kid each other. We, we all loved to tell each other that we weren't doing any work and then we would then measure each other by how what our, what our results were like. And, um, and there was success into getting into a respectable profession like medicine. When I look at back, I, for me, I, I, I got the success of getting into medical school and then I quickly found myself unstuck because uh, I mean, basically, to be honest with you, I, I played the system. I just did the subjects I knew I was really good at, and um, but then found myself unstuck very, very quickly because I just was not suited to, to the subject at all. And it took me on a downward spiral, which is on the video Just As I Am, which is on, on, on the website under suggested posts. The only exams I passed first time at medical school were finals. Everything else was one big slog. And it almost at one point in my third year looked like I might actually get kicked out. Yeah. And my plan B was to become a teacher, but I'm glad I never became a teacher. Mm -hmm. cause I, looking back at it now and with four children and looking at school life, it's, it just wouldn't have been me. And uh, fortunately for me, I also found my niche in psychiatry and started on that track. And I really enjoyed the opportunity to interact deeply with patients and their carers in a holistic way which I found very, very satisfying. But then I achieved the success of becoming a consultant, and I've talked about this before, uh, the apparent success of being a consultant in the sense of reaching the top of the career ladder and feeling a great sense of, of emptiness as well. Mm. So that didn't really, you know, it may be successful by other people's standards, but it didn't feel particularly successful inside. Mm. And then there's obviously the allure of measuring success by money and uh, and the things that money can buy, you know, that uh, vividly described as bright, shiny objects mm. that, that money can buy. And obviously it's advertised in the media, 
keeps on trying to tell us that if only you had that car or those clothes or that highly prized real estate, then you know you would be successful. But the problem with that is that the accumulation of material objects is never ending. And no matter what you get, there'll always be something or somebody, well, so there'll always be something better or somebody who's got more than you have. Mm. Um, there's a guy called uh, Tom Morris, who's a professor of philosophy. And uh, he, he puts it very eloquently. He set up a think tank that applies the wisdom of the ages to business and modern life. And he says, the greatest case, of, I'm quoting from his book, the greatest case of mistaken identity in modern society relates to the four marks of public success. And there'll be no surprise to you. Money, power, fame and status. And he says carefully, success should never be confused with wealth or power. Rather, success should be linked to excellence and fulfillment. And he goes on to say, I've no problem with money, power, fame or status, as long as they're treated as resources rather than goal, as goals in themselves. But that's precisely the problem for most people. And why? It's so hard for people to answer the question, how much is enough? If acquiring money or fame is your goal, how do you know when you have enough? Everyone I know who has, who has little wants more, but everyone I know who has a lot also wants more. Mm. So, you know, it's that question is that, Andrew, I know exactly how much money you want. <laughs> you all, you want a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, all, exactly. Anyway, then do what you've got. And mm. I'm in the same boat and we're all in the same boat that way. So, as I said, my thinking of success can, keeps on evolving and changing. But, you know, I've come across, I'd say, some certain principles which I think are actually quite timeless now I eventually came to the conclusion that true success is an inside job okay right. that's the first thing um, the problem with so many external measures of success is that they don't tend to give you lasting satisfaction you know so and again we've talked about this before but you you, you get the latest iPhone you get the latest gadget and within a few years it's it, it's obsolete or it, it, it's it's old-fashioned uh, I've, I've mentioned before I, the joy and thrill I had of receiving my first email and having a <laughs> computer and getting an email. Yeah. And uh, it would be very bizarre to say that you find that enjoyable in, in this day and age. Uh, so success is an inside job. Um, the other thing about success is it's so important to, to, to distinguish between process and outcome. And that's so important because in this complex world that we live in, there is so little that I actually have control over. So I would be careful about what I can control, if you like, the process, as opposed to things that I necessarily cannot control, which is the, which is the outcome. Um, there's something which we've talked about on the blog, which is the law of process. And again, what that says, again, is this issue about where do my responsibilities begin and end? So if you take an example of a football match, that might help here. So a team may seek to get the ball and to have more greater possession of the ball, and to get the ball into the opponent's half more often. Now, does that guarantee that they'll score a goal? No. Not, not at all. But does it increase the likelihood that they will? Yes. yes, it does. So that's why I've got to distinguish between the things that I'm responsible for and can, and can do something about yeah. and things that I can't. So I would love this podcast to go out to millions of people. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a great way. I'd love it to help millions of people. And... Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. But what am I in control of? I'm in control. Well, you and I, Andrew, are in control of creating this podcast. We are, exactly, yes. And doing our best to get it out and hopefully to people who will find it helpful and beneficial. So can you see that? That's, that's, the, that's the important thing about distinguishing process and outcome. That's in the principle there. So let's combine those together then, okay? Let's combine this thinking about 
success being an inside job and combine it with process and outcome. What I did, I, I was, uh, I went on a, on, a, on a coaching course a few years ago, actually a lot, a number of years ago. And one of the exercises we'd had to do was we had to define our own personal definition of success. And what was very helpful about it was that it helped me to think about what things that I'm responsible for. So I, I came with, with these four things. And again, it's it, they're timeless, really. And I said, I know how successful I am by how joyful I am for all that God has given me and done for me. That's the first one. And the reason why that's important to me is that my faith in Christ is based on what God has done rather than what I've done. And the more I can appreciate that and the more I can understand that, then the more I know I'm a true success, the more I know that my doing for God comes out of my being with God. Yeah, that's that's key. key. And being, you know, being joyful in God's presence is is a skill to develop. But it comes from that relationship with him. That doesn't mean to say, obviously, I don't have I do have disappointments. I have setbacks. I have things that upset me. Absolutely. But there is a part of me that knows that I'm accepted completely by him on the basis of what he has done for me in Christ. Mm. So I can rejoice in that no matter what is going on else Mm. in my life. Mm. So how joyful I am for all God has given me and done for me. That's the first measure. The second is how open and accessible I am to my wife and children. And so, again, I fail at this often. I have to quickly confess, but and it's life is busy. Things happen. You don't always get to see them as much as you want. But so long as I know that my heart is open to them and I'm doing what I can to to keep the relationship strong, that we've got short accounts with each other, that there aren't grudges, that there aren't hard feelings, that we're quick to say sorry and forgive and move on, then I know I'm, I'm being a success. Mm. And obviously, in terms of relationships, the first relationship I'm most responsible for is that with God and the next is with my wife and children the third is how much I can see everything I do in terms of eternal value and again this comes from my faith yeah and very much you know in in the 17th century they had what they called this this sacred secular divide Mm. and this thing that there were more uh, holy things to do like reading your scriptures going to church praying they were holy things to do but things like doing the washing up or um, um, mowing the lawn or putting the rubbish out or yeah. doing your uh, doing um, doing your job. They were sort of secular things to do. Yeah. Well, actually, no, everything I do uh, can be an, an act of devotion to God. Even you know, Jesus says even giving a glass of water will, yeah. not, will not be forgotten. Yeah. So how much can I see what I do in terms of eternal value? Then I know I'm being a success as opposed to becoming cynical, being bored, being frustrated, uh, being petty, then I know not, I'm not being a success. And then finally, how much I'm able to, to enjoy and give in relationships and friendships, then I know I'm a success. If in relationships and friendships, I'm always thinking, what do they think of me? Am I making a good impression? Um, am I getting what I want out of this? Then I'm not really being a success. I'm not really enjoying what God has given me. So, and the thing about what I love about that definition, and that, that was a, an exercise that we had to do o- o- over the course of a day that was really helpful, was those are timeless. And, and um, they allow me to focus on what I can control, my attitude and my openness to relationships, rather than what I can't. So, again, we talked about, you know, family. You know, I can do what I can to love my children, but there's no guarantee as to how well they'll turn out. Mm. And again, we want this. We want this podcast to have an amazing effect and 
help millions of people. But we're not really in control of that. We can do our bit, but there's a lot that that's out of our control. As you said earlier, if we don't record the podcast, if we don't do these these interviews, then, then no one will ever have any chance we'll have of, of, of going out to a million people. Absolutely. And um, just a, the other quote that comes to mind is one by Rick Warren, who says, his personal definition of success, which I agree with wholeheartedly, is having those who know me the best, respect and love me the most, and finishing well. And I think that really sums it up best. You know, know that having those who know me the best, love me the most, uh, love and respect me the most, and finishing well. That sense of finishing life uh, with a sense of, I know that I've, I've done the things that I should have done. Mm. I know I've lived the life that I should have. Again, not that I've been perfect. And again, as I said earlier on, that my, that, that my goodness or my, my performance is not based on, on, my, on my day-to-day performance. Yes, there's an evaluation of my life in the, in the priorities I've had, the things that I've done. But I know I'm totally accepted on the basis of what Christ has done. You know, and, but when we think about success, that's why we've got to also have a, a much longer range perspective, the whole of life. Yeah. So let's look at that eternal perspective, Sunil. So how can we have that eternal perspective and, and see success from, from that viewpoint? Yeah, and I think the first step is realising, and it's, 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 it's a subject we don't often want to talk about, the fact is I'm going to die one day. The fact that life is finite. Um, in 2014, uh, that really hit me hard. Um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Bunty, Abhishek Banerjee, uh, died suddenly at the age of 32. And I would say for 2014, that was the thing that rocked my world more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, I'd uh, seen him in, in India. I spoke to him on a Monday morning and uh, then on a Monday evening I got a phone call I got a phone call which no one wants to get I got a phone call from his wife a horrible phone call that made me realise that he died and that realisation oh my goodness you know that life is so fragile life is yeah. so so precious yeah. we gripe about it we get so you know het up about all sorts of things Um I've got to live with that eternal perspective. I've got to live with the realization that the things I do matter, uh, that that uh, there is no sacred secular divide. And one of the, one of the books that I've really been challenged by is a book by uh, she's not she, she's not a Christian writer as far as I know, um, but by uh, by an Australian nurse called Bronnie Ware, and she she wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying: A Life Transformed by the Dearly Departing. And what was fascinating was that she interviewed people. Uh, being, being a hospice nurse, people who, who were on their deathbed. And she was able to look at the things that they said at the, at the end of their lives and she was able to categorise it into five main regrets. And although it's sombre, you and I have been given the, the gift of life. Yeah. And, you know, as I shared with you, know, that, you know, the shock of losing Bunty uh, earlier, earlier in 2014 um, has really made me think even more about what are my priorities. But let me just go through with you those those five regrets and as i read them out and as i reflect on them i'd really encourage you the listener to think about you know the changes that maybe you need to make mm. so the first was uh, i wish i'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me and uh, uh, Bronnie ware says this this was the most common regret of all 
when people realise that their life is almost over and look back, they realise that they hadn't maybe taken the risks that they wish they'd taken, that their, their, they'd allowed their, their dreams to die. And, you know, health brings a freedom which very few of us realise until we lose it. Exactly. And, you know, there is that, you know, that, is it that saying carpe diem, seize the day. Mm. Obviously, I'm not saying do foolish things and stupid things that you will go and later regret for the rest of your life. Be, be thankful for the day, isn't it? Be thankful for the day, but also be willing to come outside of your comfort zone. Mm. You know, be, be willing to stretch yourself, do something that maybe you're a little bit afraid of. Yeah. Okay. Isn't there a, isn't there a motivational speaker that says that, that you, every day you must do something that scares you? Something yeah, like that, yeah. yeah, I don't know who that is. But, uh, <laughs> and again, no, I don't know about every day, but, but I think just remember, you know, that you're, I think it's Mark Twain had a quote, is that you'll regret more the things you haven't done than the things you have done. And again, I'm not sure if I entirely agree with him because <laughs> the people do things that are foolish and stupid at times, which they regret. Yeah. But having said that, if you're going to take risks, if you're going to make mistakes, you know, you're going to be able to prepare to, to fail. And I think that's probably the problem, isn't it? We don't take risks. We don't step out because we're afraid of getting it wrong. We're afraid of making a mistake. Well, actually, making mistakes is part of life. Obviously, you, you want to minimize them and you want to make sure that they're, that, that they're not, you know, totally, totally devastating. Mm. But you can make calculated risks. So I think that's the first one. That for, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. Yeah. Number two. Number two is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Now, isn't that fascinating? You know, um, so many people, particularly in, in business and in and in medicine and in pro the professional careers, say I'm doing or oh, actually maybe in all career, I, I'm doing it for the children. I'm doing it for, for the family. And then, you know, the, have you heard that saying is that no one on their deathbed ever says, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. Exactly. No one ever says that no at all. And it's it's those relationships that you know really just pass away quickly. I was actually just talking to, to a colleague yes, actually just just the other day, and uh, she was telling me about uh, her young children and just juggling work. And I found myself saying to her, you know, my 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 eldest is nineteen, and uh, my youngest is, is on this podcast is, is going to be ten shortly. Um, I remember saying, remember, you know, those young age, those young years, they never come back again. You know, I, I always remember something somebody uh, told me once is always hold your child's hand because the day will come when you'll put out your hand to hold theirs and they, and they won't give it back. Yeah. And that, that window of opportunity will have gone. Yeah. So, yeah, so there'll always be more to do. Mm. Uh, so I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And again, we're not saying don't work hard. Yes, work hard. There are things we, we, we work hard on this podcast, don't we, Andrew? We do work We've been working very hard today on this. Yes, it's, it's the principle of it. It's isn't the it? principle of it, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, and I think it, it's thinking that somehow or other, uh, if you're avoiding the real things in your life, yeah. So the third is, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings, and and that's a huge one. Telling the people that we love that we love them, uh, taking time out for friendships uh, and relationships that that matter to us, uh, and again, you know, that's. When I get, I think, you know, I talked about uh, Bunty's sudden death in 2014 and in many ways, hard as it was and as it, and it still continues to be, what I am thankful for is for the friendship that we had. The fact that in that last, in the week before he died, I was, I was in India, you know, in the sovereignty of God, I was in India. We, 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 we met each other on a number of occasions. We talked with each other. We prayed with each other. Um, 
in a sense, I'd, I'd said goodbye to him. Mm. No, obviously not thinking it was the goodbye, but yeah. I said goodbye to him. I, when I said, you know, talked on the phone to him, I said, you know, one of the things I'd said, you know, is that I, I um, you know, let, let's keep in touch. I know it's hard, you know, you're in India, I'm here. Let's keep in touch, with, mm. you know, for the friendship's sake. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's really important that we express our feelings uh, to, to those that, that we love and for those that we care for. Um, because that's what makes life meaningful. It's relationships. It's it's it's. Um, we're meant to live in community and relationships, aren't we? Absolutely. The fourth one. So just just to recap, I wish I the first was I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. The second was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. The third, I I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. The fourth one, she points out, is I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And uh, again, as I said to you, you know, that's um, as you get older and people. Um, you know, you move on. Then, what was that phrase I heard? It was um, uh, there. Are, there are some friends who are there for a reason. There are some friends who are there for a season, and there are some friendships that are there for a lifetime. Mm. And um, it's very easy, you know, in the business of life to neglect friendships. But again, that's what really makes sense of life, you know. Um, and you don't realise that until later on. And, and even as I say this, I'm aware of some good good school friends who I've not been in touch with, and. Uh, who I need to reconnect with, and and something like Facebook helps to some extent, but but not not the full answer is it. It's, it's about meeting people and yeah. seeing people sometimes. Yeah, because I mean Facebook creates the illusion of community, and it makes us hungry for real community. So mm. I, so yes, it has its place. I don't want to you know Facebook friends are there, and and Facebook's fantastic in sense of keeping those connections up, and keeping those relationships going, and being knowing what each other people are doing that's fantastic for that it's very clinical though, isn't it's it? very clinical and it can't replace um you know face-to-face -face conversations and and being together and all these things take time they all take time mm. like that and then the final the final regret that that was there and is again on this whole issue of success is i wish that i had let myself be happier you know um again a surprisingly common one you know um that we've talked about this in another uh, post that happiness is is a choice OK, and what we can do is that we get stuck in old patterns of behavior. We don't take the risks. We um, we we allow our dreams to die. Um, you know, it's God's made us to, to live with joy and gratitude in this life. Mm. Um, and we need to do that. And, you know, we've, we've talked about on, on the podcast to enjoy that there's a kind of uh, of, of happiness that, that makes you serious. Yeah. And we need to live with, we, we need to live seriously in life, not somber, not glum, not puddle glums and people who are who are <laughs> morose. Yeah. But in the sense of, you know, that the, 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 the nugget that I always hold on to is take God seriously, take life seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, that's probably, you know, one of the key things there. How would you sort of sum up what we've discussed today and, yes. and, and sort of closing thoughts? I think. Um, Yes, I know. Let's try and bring it all together, because in a sense, as there's a saying, is it nothing fails like success, and there's so many things that we look at that appear successful, and it's so easy to think that so and so is successful because they have such and such bright shiny object, or because their career is going so well, or because their family looks so happy and contented. But really, it's it's the final evaluation, or the the, the, the final day on on that last day, when I I want to be able to face him with a capital H, 
uh, with a sense and hear him say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want more than anything else, mm. because that is the verdict that amounts to any greater than anything else. And as the Jewish carpenter put it succinct, succinctly when he said in the English translation of the original Greek from Mark chapter 8, uh, 36 to 37, what good would it do f to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? What could you ever trade your soul for? Or more famously, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man gain in exchange for his soul? So true success is living true to the, to the person God made you, be, made you to be, not somebody else. You know, God at the end of your life won't ask you, you know, why you weren't, were, were you not more like... I don't know, you, you name it, you know. What, Ronaldo, the footballer, uh, perhaps. Yeah, why were you not more like Ronaldo, the footballer, or, or, or somebody else? He'd ask you, why were you not more like the Andrew Horton that I created you to be? Why were you not more like the Sonora Hager I created you to be? That's the big question. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>